0: You're listening to Hockey to Heroin, the road to recovery on the Hockey Podcast Network. New episodes Wednesdays and Saturdays. Follow Hockey to Heroin on Twitter. That's at Hockey, the number two heroin for updates and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Brady Leavitt, like any other Canadian kid, his dream was to play in the National Hockey League. Success came easily to Leopold as he began to turn heads in the Junior League. A pass for Long! He's got Leovold with him! Long walks in! Sanders, Goal! Leobold to right-hand shot, rotates to the 10-0. Long back to Leopold And here we go, right off the bat, a fight ensues. And it's Lealold and Kerr, and they're both getting in shots. Now all throwing right after right and just connecting like crazy.
1: Once I met heroin, I mean, it was just, that became my new passion. What's the reason that young people who are athletes get addicted to heroin?
0: They injure themselves, and they're more likely to be prescribed an opioid. And once addicted, many are going to switch over to heroin because it's much more cost-effective. And the effects that they produce in the brain Are indistinguishable. When we talk about painkillers, we're essentially talking about heroin pills.
2: Yeah, I've been in and out the studio like a student, though, working on a movement do it cause I'm in the zone and you know that I'm ready for the shows. how it goes I don't know but I'm waiting till I'm chose run roll, here I go all these people want to know what you think of them lately do you really love me or do you really hate me on a scale of 1 to 10 what would you grade me all the social media has got me going crazy lately everything's inflated mainly everyone's invaded privacy is naked man I really hate it god I really hate it I just want to make it through all this Fake shit, living in the real life Living for some real times. Talk about the real climb Passionate in real rhymes. Steal time back from my 9 to 5 Taking back my fucking life I just wanna feel alive I'm the one to get it, bro I swear to God I'll get it, bro So don't just let me get it Yeah, let's go yeah, I'm
0: gonna get it, yeah Yeah, I'm the one to get it, bro I swear to God I'll get it
1: i make it welcome back to another edition of hockey to heroin the road to recovery guys this is episode number 41. nine away from number 50 if you're counting them down like i am that one's gonna feature my dad brian of course guys holy uh if you think my story is uh one for the books uh I'm sure he could write one uh, just as equally uh, as telling, uh, if not uh, even more appealing, uh, because uh, unfortunately uh, I've put him through hell and back. Uh, I couldn't imagine being a father, uh, watching uh, their son go through. You know what I went through with not a whole lot of answers. Uh, he really tried to do everything in his power uh, to help me, uh, and I just really wasn't ready to face some of my demons and I just had to learn it on my own ultimately and I'm so thankful that I made it out alive guys I'm so grateful that you're listening ultimately I'm so grateful that I'm alive Uh, there's really no reason why I'm alive uh, and a lot of other people that have gone down similar paths uh, many not even close uh, to the hell that I reached uh, in some senses however uh, I am here and a lot of people um, some that i met and, and others that I've not uh, are no longer with us. Uh, and many of those uh, are part of the hockey community. And one of those uh, was Matthew Lashinsky guys. And if you've been following along, Matthew Leshinsky has been a big part of my life, though I never got to meet him. He passed away tragically in 2017. He, of course, was an OHL hockey player. Uh, I'm a Western League boy, but we were born in the same year he was drafted in the second round by the OHL Sault Saint Marie Greyhounds uh, back in the early 2000s. Guys, he played two years with them before running some troubles off the ice, and uh, whatever happened uh, is a story for another day. Uh, but he stopped playing for the Sioux, and shortly thereafter, he, he bounced around from a different couple different junior teams, uh, but you know, stopped playing hockey uh, after once having a, a promising career. Although I guess it looked that way, uh, and it didn't, it didn't work out. And he uh, battled mental health and addiction uh, throughout his 20s. Uh, you know, as I was battling it, he was battling it out here in Ontario while I was living out in Vancouver. We didn't know each other, uh, and he lost his battle in 2017. And our, I mean, our stories, guys, lined up so similarly that it's uh, it's eerie to this day. And when I finally uh, heard the tragic story. Um, which I'm very grateful that I did get to hear it. Although it's very tragic, uh, we can't change the past. I'm just grateful that Matt Thompson shared the story with me, and and since then, guys, he's become uh, pretty much my best friend. He's come down, and we're building a studio, the Matthew Wyszynski Memorial Studio, guys, and we're also starting a a foundation, the Puck Support Foundation, guys. Check it out, pucksupport.com. It's a work in progress, uh, but it gives you an idea of what we're trying to do. If you want to get involved, you can email me. Uh, email us at team at support T-E-A-M at pucksupport.com. Guys, if you want to get involved and you'd like to donate some money to help us get off the ground, please, guys. Uh, I'm also excited to announce that we're going to be launching a social media challenge uh, or campaign. Uh, look for it in the next week or two. I'm really excited about it. It's kind of uh, something that I've thought up uh, and that I'm putting a lot of work into. And uh, a few others are involved, including my good friend. Darren McCarty. Um, so guys, uh, I'm not recording the Matthew Lashinsky, Matthew Lashinsky Memorial Studio tonight, uh, but I talked to my good friend Matt Thompson earlier today, and uh, it looks like he'll be coming down here very shortly, and then uh, really looking forward to the Lashinsky family coming up, guys, and getting to meet them for the first time, getting to show them, getting to show them the studio and, and what Matt and I are, are doing in Matthew Lashinsky. Lashinsky's honor is just incredible. Uh, I feel extremely grateful, uh, proud, and honored just to be a part of it. Uh, and and it's not just Matthew Lashinsky, guys. It's so many other um, men and women that have lost their battle with uh, mental health and addiction in the hockey community. Um, but I'm just proud, too, that we can remember uh, Matthew Lashinsky in this way. Guys, if you enjoyed that song in the intro, that's uh, by a, a group called effects That song is called Never give up. Uh, I'm going to play it at the end of the podcast. These are my workout jams. Of course, I'm making a comeback to senior men's hockey with the Maxwell Mustangs, guys. Really looking forward to that. My body is sore. I'm training again. It's a it's a work in progress, but I am working hard, uh, and I'm enjoying every minute of it. Quickly, guys, I want to give a shout-out to a good, good new friend of mine, Rob McDougal. Check him out on Instagram, Rob McDougal Artist. This guy is an incredible artist, caricaturist. He does a lot of work in the hockey community. Uh, He sent me the tragically hip picture that's always gonna be behind me. Uh, It's behind me now on the wall in the spare bedroom, but it will be on the Matthew Wojcicki Memorial Studio wall as well. Uh, He did this picture painting of Gord Downey. Just incredible, guys. But he's also done the new logo for Hockey to Heroin. So thank you to Rob McDougall. He did it free of charge. Thank you, my friend. Greatly, greatly greatly appreciate it guys i hope you're listening on the hockey podcast network you guys can check them out anywhere on social media at hockey podnet or on their website www.thehockeypodcastnetwork.com they have 31 podcasts one for every nhl team whatever team you cheer for even if your team got knocked out uh, as so many teams did tonight Uh, Don't worry, Uh, we have a podcast for every single NHL team, plus others like Hockey to Heroin, Road to Recovery, uh, Tales with TR. You know that's Terry Ryan's podcast. He was just a guest. Uh, He's going to be on again real soon. Uh, We also have uh, House of Hockey, the fourth line uh, podcast, which is an enforcer-based podcast. If you guys like fights and uh, hearing fight stories, guys, check that out. Uh, And, of course, Ice Analytics. If you're into the analytical side of the game, uh, and you like numbers and that sort of stuff, check it out, guys. At hockeypodnet. And then again, every Wednesday and Saturday mornings, new episodes of Hockey to Heroin, Road to Recovery, guys. You can check me out. My new website's up and running. It's about 60% done, but it is up and running. Hockey And please follow me anywhere on social media at hockey to heroin. Also at hockey to heroin podcast. Follow the puck support at puck support and a new one at Pucks and Plants. Uh, it's our vision to bring uh, the, the newest uh, information and resources to the hockey community, including CBD and the great uses of cannabis and hemp, uh, and you know, teaching mindfulness and yoga and breathing and stretching and all of it, eating right. Uh, what are you listening to? What are you watching on TV? It's all part of it, guys. It's all part of the journey. Um, other than that, guys, Um, I think we could probably get right into the episode, but before we do, I I just want to give a very special shout out to a dear friend of mine, a dear friend of our families here in Ontario, Muskoka, Donna Reed, who I've uh, talked about a lot on the podcast. Uh, She is going through the battle of her life right now, uh, going through pancreatic cancer. Uh, Donna has just received a new treatment today. Um, And it is my hope, it is our hope that uh, the treatment takes. Uh, So our prayers are with Donna and Donna's family. Uh, Hashtag Donna Strong. Uh, Donna is one of my biggest supporters and I just met her uh, a couple months ago. Uh, And she is a huge, huge inspiration. I drive past her house every single day to and from when I go to town and uh, without fail, We honk the horn, and now the kids, even Lincoln just turned two, and he knows when we're going past Donna's house. Hey, that's Donna's house. Hadley, hey, that's Donna's house. We go and visit her, uh, and we're looking forward to visiting her a lot more. So Donna, stay strong. We're all here for you. We all love you. Guys, uh, if you can all say a prayer for Donna, we would really, truly appreciate that, guys. Other than that, um, let's get right in to episode Forty-one.
0: Langdon is out there with Willis. Willis is tapping Langdon. Let's see, are they going to fight? Yes, they are. Langdon and Willis again. This is like the Muhammad Ali this crazier. year. And last Sunday night was one of the best fights you'll ever see. Let's we'll see what happens this time as the two look at each other inside the line and Willis jumps in first and there goes Langdon with the right hand. Willis is throwing him as well. Langdon is connecting over and over again, right on the button. I tell you, you're not going to find two guys tougher than those two guys. You got to take your hats off to Ashley Langdon. You gotta take your hat off to of Tyler Willis. These guys stood there, put a hand on each other, and just said, punch for punch. And Ashley Langdon, you know what? He didn't want to fight Tyler Willis. He's already taken care of that guy. He wanted to go against the Beanstalk, Jeffy Iwaschku. He's already challenged Wasku twice tonight. Iwaschku wants no piece of him. Langdon got the heavier punches in. As you see Willis tapping that towel to the nose, he may have a little blood to worry about. Willis sustained a concussion at the end of that fight on Sunday night when Langdon Rain punches on him. Harry Ryan trying to go after Langdon. Ryan keeps trying to draw Langdon into a fight. And he's still trying to get Langdon to go. He's following him all over the ice. Langdon won't fight right now. Now he's okay, let's go. Maybe you didn't hear me. He's following him all over the ice. Now Langdon doesn't want to do anything because he doesn't want to cost the pound with. Langdon has been asked numerous times to go tonight. He has declined all offers until now. How time we finally had a fight in this one. Here we go. It's Turner and Langdon, I believe. Langdon the tough guy. Langdon maybe the fan favorite. It's right, you're Stick him! Fuck him, Christ! Pop right here, let's, go hell, let's go! Come on! Let's go now!
1: Alright guys, let's bring him in. Originally from Bonneyville home of the Bonneville Pontiacs. This guy also played in the small town of Glendon. He made his way into juniors in the BC Hockey League. I actually watched this guy play for the Burnaby Bulldogs when I was just a wee, wee squirt. Uh, Actually, I didn't even know that he was playing Guys, before I get into my introduction of Ashley Langdon, who you heard in the introduction, I quickly wanna say that this is the reason why I'm doing this. Uh, It's very simple, guys. Uh, I've talked about it a lot. I've had a lot of people reach out. uh, Boys, girls, parents, hockey players, you name it. Uh, I've talked to a lot of people, um, but maybe none other, Uh, closer to home uh, than this one here. I mean, yes, uh, Matt Thompson with Matthew Lashinsky, very close to home, uh, but you know, Matthew Lashinsky, I I, I can remember him and and honor him, but I'll never get a chance uh, to talk to him. Uh, But when my phone rang the other day uh, and I picked it up, uh, first off, guys, let me say that there was a time when I wouldn't even pick up my phone if I didn't know who was calling me um and not too many people had my number uh for one um and if you did you didn't probably know my real name that's a true story uh and you know my parents didn't even have my number you know so this is this is a big change for me too and so when my phone rang and I answered it and on the other side of the phone I heard is this the guy with the podcast I said yep that's me uh and we'll get into it but Anyways, he, he, he shared his story with me, guys, and I really, I, I didn't, it's a shame, I didn't know his story, I didn't really know him, he's older than me, but fuck am I glad that he reached out to me, because uh, we've been able to connect over the last couple of days, uh, the first day we talked, we talked for like an hour and a half, I looked at my phone, I'm like, holy shit, it's been an hour and a half, uh, and since then, guys, we've, we've really connected, we've, uh, you know, spent a couple hours talking on the phone, we have great, great plans uh, to bring change to the hockey community uh but before we get into that guys let me talk a little bit about this guy's stats okay he's a wchl of course the league is not around anymore uh, but he's a taylor cup champion uh also uh he was the wchl most penalized player. He had 514 pims in one year. What? That's crazy. This guy was a banger. There's no there's no secret, guys. Uh, he played in arguably the toughest league ever, uh, the LNAH. I remember when I was playing in the Western League, there was a movie called The Chiefs, and my dad brought it to Swift Current, when the boys watched it, and man, we were like, this is crazy. Uh, this league is pretty wild, and, and here now, one of my new friends played in that league, uh, a couple of them now, but uh, really looking forward to uh, talking to this guy uh, a lot of similarities with the story so without further ado all the way from Edmonton Alberta Ashley Langdon hey how are you doing Brady it's
3: uh, quite a
1: long... yeah buddy hey listen I'm doing I'm doing fantastic uh, thank you so much for doing this but hey man thank you so much for reaching out the other day
3: you know what man thank you man uh guys like you are uh, you know it's, this is what we're in this for and when i seen your story man it, it really uh it hit home i didn't even know who you were or nothing and and to see that uh, what you're doing is uh, it's very it touches home big time
1: yeah so just quickly like how did you come across Hockey to heroin and and my story, like run me through that because I I know you told me about it the first time we talked, but you know we didn't go into great detail because we got to talking about a million and one other things that and, you know we could have this podcast, we could literally sit on this podcast probably for a month or a year straight and just keep bullshitting back and forth, um and, and that's the way it would go because that's the way our conversations have gone. We've just hit it off, right? We've clicked and we have so much in common, right? Uh, but yeah. walk us through walk us through the process of of coming across um, Hockey to Heroin and and the process of reaching out to me and, and where your headspace was at and a little bit about yourself
3: well uh, how this came across uh, just like anything else social media I was uh, flipping around and, and uh, I seen Hockey to Heroin I'm not a big person on all that stuff and I'm just starting to get into it and, then, and I seen it and I was like what is this I clicked on it uh, I your, your story came up it, it it touched me more than you could even imagine and i didn't even know you i just hit call i just hit send or you know and here we are today and uh it, it's an honor to you know for us to be alive and here we are man
1: yeah for sure and so this was only two days ago guys I uh, just so everybody knows uh, he reached out two days ago and I, i've talked about this i don't a lot of people uh, and listen, I don't want to say I'll never do it because I'll never say never about anything. I've learned the hard way about that. Uh, but what I like to do with my podcast is I don't like to re- like bank um, re- like interviews. Like I know a lot of people do this. They'll go, they'll interview someone, uh, and then they'll re-record the intro and then play in the play in the re-recorded interview from a week or a month before well no I really will do my best not to do that and I have not done it since so like sometimes the hockey podcast network is getting frustrated with me because like sometimes like I'll have something planned or I won't even have something planned because I'm just like so on the fly sometimes and that's why sometimes things work out the way they do but sometimes things have to get pushed back or they're late and I just told them I said and they're like you should really start banking some of your episodes I said I won't do it I won't do it because too much changes within even a 24-hour period. And now look what happens. Like you know, you know. Look, we had this. you I you reached out out of the blue, um and, and we'll get into that a little bit more here. But and now look, we're having this conversation. I'm so glad we are. This um, is but this
3: is a for man, and it's awesome to to be part of this and, and to see someone like you and your journey is uh it's spectacular. It's, You know there there's a lot of us that suffer from a lot of things in this world uh and hockey was our it was our life man and and we gave everything to it and and the road to recovery now after hockey gone is gone is uh is where we're at now and and to see your story man it it hit home you're it's similar to as we get into this uh you know like our conversations on the phone man like man it's real you're you're a real dude man, and there's no uh there's no bullshit about you and and that and that's what I love about it.
1: Well, and I appreciate that, and that's another thing too, Is that, and when I started doing this, uh, I made a deal with myself and with the the listeners from the very first episode, whether it was just my dad and my girlfriend listening, or whether it was just my dad and my girlfriend and Matt Thompson who listened, but it, it turned out to be a lot better, but I made the deal right then and there that no matter what happened from after that very first recording, that I was going to be authentic, I was going to be honest. Even if I relapsed, even if I do anything, I have to be honest with myself and with every because I'm setting an example I'm putting myself out there and I may fail but that's okay as long as I own my shit and now that I'm willing to do that Ashley, like I don't even think about relapsing like uh, you know I have I have hard days I have very hard days but the thought of using drugs doesn't even come in my mind anymore but tell tell the listeners a little bit about Ashley Langdon you grew up in Alberta uh, what what was your childhood like what was your dream growing up what was hockey like growing up for you? Tell us a little bit about yourself.
3: Well, you know, just like any any boy, a young child, right? You uh, you went like you said, you pick up a hockey stick. Uh, you're a fucking hockey player, you know. If you shot a ball, and and, and that's what it was. Hockey was uh, the only thing that you know. In a, in a small town, you know, you had the farm and you know the the hockey rink or the pond. That's all we really did, right? And if you had that dream of making the NHL or just getting escaping and, and going to see a whole new life right? and, and worked hard and and you know if it was to escape from anything any kind of violence any kind of alcohol drugs you know that were in families that that have tore so many communities apart you know that that was our escape you know so you know all of a sudden we uh, we pick up this hockey stick and we realize that we've got some talents and you know, and and then all of a sudden this confidence builds, and next thing you know you're uh, you know you're on the junior A hockey team, and you know that's that was a, at a pinnacle at one point, right? You start out junior and you work yourself up to, of course, our goal, of the NHL. And you know we we gave everything, man. You know, like you know maybe we cut a couple corners and some things, but man, we we're there. Like uh, you know, so the childhood dream was. From a small town, and uh, you know it was uh, an escape, and and now as you go through all that, and you come back to the reality of of when the hockey is gone, you know if it, sometimes you feel like you got your buddies, and you got everything, but you don't have that uh, that excitement, I guess, that you wanted or that that adrenaline rush that that we look for, you know. So. You know, I think that was a big thing, uh, you know, coming up and in, in the minors and, and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I just wanted to make the NHL like any other any other kid, and you know, it didn't matter how tough you were, or who you were, and you know, you, you just you just tried making a name, and you know, and you, uh, all of a sudden, man, here you are, right? You're you're in the pros, and, and you're wanting to be accepted by, you know, the veterans, and you know, you do anything to just to fit in, man, and and enjoy the the rush of it. And uh, that was something, you know, I heard a lot of stories of guys, you know, and, and I wanted to do it. You know, a lot of people said I couldn't do it. From a small town, there's critics, everything, through your whole childhood. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden, one day you're there. And, you know, it, it happens so fast sometimes. You know, you're just getting to the pros, the semi-pros or anything from junior you know, things happen so fast, and and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of good stories. There's a lot of good people that you meet along the way, and you know, where where the hockey community is still it, it's strong, man. And from what I've seen from my past addiction stuff, these communities in in these cities in these inner cities, I mean, some of these kids are struggling. You know, maybe if it's like we were. You know, whoever out there, you know, and, and I believe in this. You know, I, I've seen, i seen your shit. You know, you brought me to tears. You, you know, you've, uh, you fucked me up, man, but in a good way. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a good thing, man. And uh, you know, I, I'll do anything, man. I, I'd love to be part of this team. Uh, that whatever you're trying to do, man, if you want to get in the trenches and, and uh, I'm there with you, man
1: well yeah and that's that's awesome and i believe you man i i've seen i've seen enough of your fight videos to to see and i've and i've talked to you i'm a pretty good judge of character Uh, and we'll get into your story a little bit here in a sec but you know i I believe you 100 percent and and i'm that way too right and i think um where you and i have a lot of similarities is we've been to uh some places that um a lot of people haven't and those and it's it's you know uh, you know, I'm, of course, I'm talking about jail. Uh, I've been to jail. Uh, Matthew Leshinsky had gone to jail. He uh, rest in peace. Um, but Ryan Phillips, he was on the podcast. He's been to jail. He was a pro hockey player. You've been to jail. Um, it's you know, there's been a, there's a lot of uh, a lot of guys um, have have you know finished playing hockey and fallen into addiction uh, and then ended up uh, in in jail. So uh, what you know. What was the experience of playing pro hockey like for you, and and when did the partying really start, Uh, and when did the problems, uh, you know, inevitably take over? Well, yeah, I think the the problem was kind of
3: there, kind of at a young age, but it wasn't, uh, you know, was more of a closet thing, and uh, you know, there was never really a lot of control with it, so you kind of went through and. You know, you you didn't really know that you had this addiction maybe from a younger age, and and you you just kept going right, and and next thing you know, you're you know uh, for myself, I ended up uh, you know incarcerated, and, and when you get your freedom taken away, and especially if we have we've all lived, you know, we've been free birds, we've been you know traveling, we we've, we've been on every damn road and been to every cities, and you know lived some of the most crazy stories that people can't even imagine. You know, but that freedom we had to all of a sudden that addiction that, you know, people live with and, you know, so many people have held it inside them,
1: you know, and
3: it's destroyed people, you know, and that's why a lot of these, these guys are gone now and we don't, you know, it's just, you know, it hurts to see that, you know, that, you know, there was nobody there really at those times. You know, it was just pushed under the rug, and now, you know, everybody's being more aware. That movie concussion came out; and, it really opened my eyes when I was sitting in jail. You know, realizing, you know, what the hell, man. You know, and but you just adapt. You you sit in. You know, like we'd say, you know, they can't hold us forever. You know, and and that's something that you know they couldn't. You know, and we're home, and you know, there's a lot of people in there that. Man, they're suffering from a lot of stuff, and you know, uh, if there's some way that you know, you know, some of these guys in there that you know, if you want to reach out to me or Brady or anyone, you know, uh, you know, we'll be here for Yeah, and
1: that's that's another thing too that you you and I have talked about, and I've talked to uh, Taylor's Taylor, my girlfriend, and and her parents about this a lot about uh, trying to set something up. Um, for these men and women getting out of jail and people might shake their head at that, some people but you know what, I, I would really encourage people to, to really um, try to get a different perspective when, when thinking about this and I understand how people can feel about that because trust me, I was extremely judgmental and, and like, you know, just quick to, you know People should be able to figure it out, well you know what, put yourself in another person's perspective, you don't know what that person's been through, you don't know what kind of mental health uh, or addiction they might be in and and whether they can or can pull themselves out of it is not for anyone else to decide uh, because you can't know what's going on for that person or what kind of supports they have or any of that um but anyways i i would really like to see you know my passion right now is a puck support foundation but talk about all the time with taylor's mom about doing something for for these guys getting out of jail and girls too because i have a buddy in jail i have a few friends in jail that i send money to and pictures and stuff right now that i was just because i just got out again in november and you know i don't forget what it's like to be in there because i'll tell you what i was in jail out here in ontario where and i'm from bc and uh you know i had a different girlfriend when i went in there um You know she just pretty much abandoned me while I was in there Uh, and you know I had no family no nothing no friends no visits uh, no phone calls really because you had no money Uh, it was it was a tough go Um, and I had to you know Make friends, and luckily, I, I, you know, I'm pretty good, and I worked my way up. (laughs) It sounds crazy, but you know, in the jail system, the jail politics, man, I, you know, by the end of it, I up here, I was was running the range, and and, you know, and it's not something like I'm proud of, but at the same time, it was an experience, Uh, and and now because I have that experience, and now that because you have that experience, and now that we've made it out of it. Um, what can we do? We, we can either, you know, I can look at it. I, I could have came out, I also got a lot of negative experiences from jail. I went in there, I met, could have learned a million more scams and a million more people to do dirty crimes with and, and do drug deals with, whatever the case is. However, um, you know, uh, we could take those experiences and look at them and be like, okay, you know what? We know what it's like to be in there, we know what it's like to get out with nothing. So, how can we better it for, for these guys? Um, getting out And, and then also how can we make it so that people playing hockey don't ever have to go into this addiction and mental health to the point where they end up in jail so that you know if they do go start going down a path of mental health and addiction well guess what they know that there's a support system like the Puck Support Foundation in place where they can reach out and we can help them like isn't that ultimately like, isn't it all worth it? Isn't all the hell, all the bullshit we've been through, isn't it worth it? If that's what we can come, if it does, that's what can come out of this, isn't it worth it? That's why I'm on the
3: phone with you right now, my friend. We've been through some shit. You know what I mean? There's some things that, fuck, man, we could talk about that. You know, some people could never relate to. You know, and and that's in us, and it is what it is. It, uh, you know, we we've learned from it. You know, and we have those experiences. So, you know, any youngsters, any any kids that you know think that you know we've been through it man so if you want to talk about it you know it'll be confidential it's not like you know we're gonna put stuff out there and, and, and let you you know we understand it's just uh you know it's a it's a good thing just to have you know support man when you get out you know when you got nothing like I've been lucky man I had my family I've had some very very close friends to me man and uh you know, they were, they were there for me. They would come to my visits. They would, uh, you know, you know I'd have my, you know, my baby mamas and stuff. They'd bring my kids and send pictures and,
1: you know. Yeah. See, I, I didn't you know, have any of that. I didn't that have any was, of that, actually. All of you're, that so lucky, was, uh, yeah, you're so it, lucky,
3: man. Yeah, it was a blessing I had that, you know. And we were in there and, like, you know, as we were kind of hockey players. So we got to... You know, like you said, we you got to kind of sit in a little bit different than than maybe some of the some of the guys in there, right? They, you know, that really deal with some real mental uh, health issues, and you know that's you know that's what we're in this for. Is you know that's what I'm on the phone right now with you for, and you know I want to be part of helping. You know, uh, Edmonton here is uh, you know this this town is you know it's it's amazing city, right? And and we want to keep it like that. Um, so if we could do something, you know, in, in Edmonton here, there's there's lots of people that I know out here, you know, that uh, would really, you know, like we were on the phone today with uh, Jesse this, you know, hopefully you can come aboard and, uh, and uh, you can get him on the podcast and, and a couple of guys. And, you know, in this community, you know, in the Aboriginal community out here is big. Uh, myself, I come from an Aboriginal background. Um, you know, it was uh, something that was strong, and and it it got me through a lot of stuff. And and some of the people, um, you know, they do live with addiction. They they do live with alcohol and all the violence, anything that happens. You know, and, and it's not saying just Aboriginal people; it's it's every people. But in these communities, I've been close, and when I've got to see, you know, things in man you know, like. We got to do something, you know. Cause it's, uh, yeah, it, uh, uh, these oh, youngsters, man. And these youngsters that you know they are—they're going to be, you know, they're—they're going to be dead. They're going to be, you know, you know, and, and it affects everybody. It just doesn't affect that person. It affects the whole communities so when we're losing people to overdose overdoses, or you know, getting all junk out on meth, or you know, those are the things that we do it's, it, they brought us to some dark places, you know, but, you know, we found who we are and what we truly believe, you know, what we want to do is, you know, help those youngsters when they're, you know, maybe they don't have a phone or, or what well, we didn't have, you know, we didn't have that outlet because we had to just, you know, whatever, walk away or, you know, now there's a support systems out there are amazing, you know, so, you know, in the Aboriginal community, there's, there's there's needs to be a lot of help and and i know in the ambison area and in all these areas these communities it's uh it's something that this is truly what i believe what it needs you know right from i mean the the worst gutter places you know and that's if you want to start at the bottom you know that's that's where some of our people are
1: yeah and it's it's really sad um You know, but I look at it this way, you know, like getting out of jail to me was like stopping playing hockey almost. It was like I didn't know what to do. It was like I had nothing. Getting out of jail, I had nothing. When I left playing hockey, I had nothing. It's like the same feeling, Um, you know, guys that end up leaving hockey, retiring hockey after a very successful NHL career with lots of money in the bank, they're struggling with mental health, with problems, addiction issues, with uh, suicide um, problems, um, breakdowns. People have no idea what's really going on behind the scenes right now. It's, It's really sad. So you can imagine how hard it is for the guys that slugged it out in the minors trying to have that successful NHL career, to have that money in the bank, but never made it, so that we're making 500 bucks a week, or whatever, on a high end, a 1,000 bucks a week, or whatever the case is, but not very much money, only enough to survive, so that you are probably, you know, working in the summers, or racking up a debt with a trainer in the summer, because, oh, I'll pay you back during the season, whatever the case is, and then when it's all said and done, you have nothing, you have no health insurance, you have no teeth, you have a fucking a damaged brain and fucking anger issues. You have, um, you know, no skills for, for any jobs, really. I mean, I mean, realistically, we do get a lot of skills, but I mean, as far as teamwork and stuff, but I mean, on paper, nowadays with the world, you need all these diplomas and stuff. What do we have when we're done playing hockey at the minor league level after 10 years? What do we have?
3: The Park Support Foundation is what we got now, baby
1: that's right and and that's exactly it so and but you know if if that's not in place where are these guys going you're right we talked to jesse dudas earlier and thank you uh for putting me in contact with him because i know dudas uh i played against him in the western league for years and years and he actually got traded to the swift current broncos shortly after i got traded from the swift current broncos i think it was like a matter of days or like the same day even i'd have to look but yeah i talked to him he's coming on the podcast can't wait he's still playing over in check but we three-wayed today me you and him on the phone and you know, I, we posed a question to him and said, you know, you're going to be done soon. Like, what are you going to do after hockey? Like, you know, and, you know, it's a good question, right? And and now, you know, we may be able to give him something to do and he can help us. And, you know, that's a thing. Like, anybody that's listening. Also, another one guy is, another guy is Matt Climey, uh, uh who I've talked to. And he's actually out in Edmonton as well, or, or Calgary. Uh, and he played in the NHL for Dallas. Who's a goalie played in the coast and whatever he's playing out in Europe. But he wants to get really involved, too. And, you know, there's a lot of guys that Dodie Wood is actually, I I'll, this is the first time I'm announcing this on the on the podcast with Dodie Wood, um, who of course, if you guys have been following along, he played for the San Jose Sharks, in uh, the NHL was a legitimate fighter fought, tai Domi and all those guys. Uh, he's been named uh, the Executive uh, Director of Indigenous Relations for the Puck Support Foundation, so I'm really um, honored to have him on board, um, and obviously um, Ashley, we're we're gonna Ashley's gonna be very involved as well, and, and Jesse, and uh, a few others. So um, we're gonna be really building building this the right way. And like I said, I'm just really excited, and it's just kind of it's it's bizarre how things have have worked out. Things just keep happening in the right way, and and the fact that my phone rang and you pick like I picked up, and we had this conversation like. You know, and you shared like I another guy that had gone through the ringer. So talk about a little bit if you don't mind. Like, so you finished playing hockey, uh, and what happened?
3: Yeah. Well, then you know after the after the hockey career is kind of done, you know, like you still try. You know, you're having some fun, and you you play in some you know seniors, and you know you're still trying to live the dream, but you, you know you're just having some fun. But then you you, you start uh, you know your addictions still they're still there you know and it, when it's, if you're not working every day out of it you know you know what happens man you're you're back you know you're back in jail you're you're doing you're doing things that you know what I mean when you're sober you got a better mind frame but when you're all whacked on dope as you know it's not truly who you are you know and you're you know you're just you know I don't know you're ending up in jail and that was something for me that, you know, when I ended up there, I tell you, you know, when, when all that happens, you know, it goes it through a stressful time in there, you know. And, and You know, I put a rope around my neck in there, and I was lucky, you know, that I, I got cut down, you know, I, I've attempted suicide a couple of times, um, and it's, it's real, man. There's no fucking bullshit about it, and... You know, I'm alive. I'm here. You know, to look at all the other guys that fuck are gone, man. You know, to, and all to anything, you know, drugs, fucking, they're done, you know, and we don't have them anymore and it hurts, you know, and I have a chance. I'm alive. You know, I got some beautiful children. You know, I got some amazing family and friends and, you know, these communities and, you know, let uh, you know, I wanna, I wanna help. You know, make a change, you know, and when we see some of our youngsters uh, come up, you know, they can go, uh, they have something, you know, maybe, you know, not like what we had as we were growing up. We just fucking get in the car, and, you know, dad was in a pack of smokes, and fuck, we're, you know what I mean? He showed up and, you know, is whatever, whoever the toughest guy is, and, you know, and, and that's the way we lived, you know, for many years, and, you know, but you know the addictions is something man and uh, it leads to all kind of things that you know all walks of life as you know man like I've I've been under the bridge man smoking crack with you know I don't even know who they were and they look at me and go fuck I can't even believe you're you're a professional hockey player like we just seen you on TV and I'm partying you know and you, know, and you hear these guys staring flirty and all these guys and they, and they tell some of their deep stories and you know it's like wow man like you know but in a weird fucked up way man is when you just want to escape and get away from everything you know that's that's what that's what happens and in my case that's that's what I would do and you would, you know you'd end up uh, you know not not who you are and uh, and that's what I'm working at today I have uh a great support system uh, my mom Diane she she's something man and uh, as you know when you sit in jail cells and shit gets real you know and you got nowhere to go you know
1: you find out who who really cares about you real quick yeah,
3: that's it man that's it right so you know anybody out there that's, that's struggling you know I still do like you know, so I get a little choked up here, and it's just pretty emotional for me that uh, I've never done anything like this. I've—I've helped you know, with my addictions and my suicide things. Uh, you know, that I want to give a big shout out to like Kenny Pastor. You know, that was the first dude that ever like reached out to me when you know shit got real for me, and. You know, he's you know, he's the guy that I fought and you know, didn't even know him from anything but just from a fight on the ice and uh and, you know, and he 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 saved someone's life, you know. So this you know until all of us you know, guys have yeah, us tough guys and guys that's anybody that's ever dropped the gloves and just fucking banged it out. You know, you'll understand. You know, and and maybe emotions don't come out wherever but
1: I know motherfuckers they come out oh yeah buddy I I'm DB you can ask my girlfriend fuck I cry so much I fought a lot too man I was still like I'm like I, I hate to admit how violent I was during my addiction and some of the shit that I've done I I was a lunatic I was seriously a menace to society to myself to everybody I was so unpredictable so violent not a care in the world Uh, And I thought it was funny, but I really, I didn't think it was funny. Really, it was me laughing because I couldn't cry because I was so hurt. Like, you know, and I just was so lost and so far removed from who I really was deep down that I just, it was such a, such a crazy experience. I, I can't explain it. I said this before on the, on the podcast, but like if, like I, the only way I can explain it is like the movie Total Recall when he sits in that chair and he gets zapped into another life. It was like, where the fuck am I? i'm in jail what the fuck is going on right now because anybody listening i'll tell you right now at 17 years old even though i was a little bit of a wild child if you had ever told me i would have been ever in jail for robbery or for tra- drug traffic like robbery drug trafficking all that stuff for two years and then on then get out and then do like another year uh i would have been told you're nuts there's no way there's no way. Or if you would have told me at eighteen years old, hey, guess what? Eighteen year old Brady, uh, when you're twenty-four, you're gonna be shooting heroin. I would have been like, no way, not a fucking chance. There's a better chance of fucking like anything else. Like it was you so fucking. Smoking
3: meth and fucking partying and Norton Coke and living the life either, man. You know, and that's that's truly what we ended up doing. You know, and yes, fuck, man, it's the truth. It and your story, your testimony, man. It gave me new life, man. It gave me something that, like, wow, dude. Like, who the fuck are you, man? Like, are you even human? You know, like, like to come out of your thing and to do what you're doing right now, bro. You know, it it's, it's had me in tears all day, dude. So. <laughs> You know what
1: I mean? It, I listen, I appreciate it and I don't know literally. why. I I don't know why. I really don't know why. I had so many chances while I was playing hockey. Like I quit the Western League, got another chance, quit, got another chance. And then, you know, got a girl pregnant, got traded, got another chance. You know, even in pro, got another, went to rehab after being a when I got another chance. You know, I've overdosed and been Narcanned so much. It's unbelievable times I can't even tell you guys how many times where like and the experience let me let me explain let me experience the the, let me let me explain the experience of overdosing on fentanyl okay this is how crazy this is how crazy okay and this isn't just me okay this is what I see all the time because I have had to administer Narcan Probably over 40 times. I'm not kidding. I remember, guys, I was homeless on Hastings in Vancouver for eight months with like 5,000 homeless people all doing the same. It's crazy. Look it up again, guys. Hastings in Vancouver, if you're listening for the first time, look it up if you've never heard of it. It's a fucking crazy place. I was living there eight months. Craziest time of my life. And I went through and saw some of the craziest shit that I've ever seen that I just never existed. It's like its own little city down there. But I've been Narcaned and used Narcan on people more times than I can count. Uh, and the experience is this. So I the last time, like when you overdose, okay, all of a sudden it just goes black. And then you come back and it's kind of foggy. You kind of feel drunk. And then everybody's telling you, you see everybody over top of you and everyone's telling you that you died, that you overdosed, okay? But you don't think that it happened because you're, loud, you're like, no way. Like, cause yeah, you don't even remember. It's like, yeah, your guys are fucking lying. Like, what happened? Like, what? Like, fuck off. But then all of a sudden, because the Narcan has something in it that kicks all the, the, the dope out of your system, it puts you into instant withdrawal. So now you go into withdrawal. So now you're mad that the people narcanned you, and now you're looking for the same shit that just killed you, okay? And get this, if there's other people in the room, and they see that, and they're addicts of the same uh, substance... They want that that stuff killed that person. We want that stuff. I'm not kidding, bro. That is the mentality. And it's not just me. It's everybody. I I, People get mad. They get Narcan. They come back. They're mad. They're sick. And 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 obviously, you take their drugs. You, you're emptying their pockets because you're worried the cops are coming, the ambulance. And so they wake up. They have no drugs, no nothing. And they're sick and they're freaking out. They're not happy. You're not grateful that your life is saved or anything. You want to get high again. That is addiction
3: yes it is and that's what we suffer from you know and i think going back to to the root of this all you know some of us youngsters you know some of us tough guys you know whatever it was that you know we we might have had a lot of hurting us you know from a young age from from youngsters that maybe a lot of people know in hockey was all we fucking had man you know, give me a hockey stick and, and a fucking pair of skates I don't care what they are, man And fucking figure skates And let's go, you know, whatever And and that's all that we that, That's all it was, you know And that was our escape And and as we, that was our young escape And we, you know We've got to go And experience this This life that, fuck man Hockey is, is everything it, it saved my life, it you know, right now, you know, being on the phone with you is, you know, this is amazing, man. And I don't care what anybody says out there that, you know, I lived where you've lived in situations too, man. So I understand all the stuff. And and my, what I want, I don't want to see real young, you know, kids growing up in these communities now that, you know, like they don't have to go through what maybe you and you did because there was nothing, really in place after hockey. You know, now right. all the, the, the tough guys and all these guys in this hockey community, man, the toughest motherfuckers, you know, everybody has some kind of, you know, past drug addiction, sex addiction, fucking mental health, anything. You know, there, there's so many things that are involved in this, you know, and, you know, finding way. Like you said, man, I, I smoke fucking pot. I smoke a, a Eight to a quarter a day you know and that's real like you know i'm i'm clean off the dope now and that's something i'm working at and I've, I've had some friends you know i mean some deep fucking people you know that that cared about me you know that were you know that they they brought me back to being a different light of life you know and 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 i owe i owe the world to a lot of people you know and you know, what? like, fuck, man, you know, that's like all, everybody, man, these tough guys, everybody, man, get on board with Brady here and, and, and bring this stuff and bring awareness to all these communities in every city, every fucking place in this world, there's a hockey stick and a puck, you know, to, you know, give these youngsters a chance, man, and, and, and even anybody dealing with, with mental illness or addiction or anything man, give us a call if it's fucking 4 in the morning 3, you're whacked out of your mind and you're ready to do something that could well, not just you but it will affect everybody just like all of the views we watch on the you know, YouTube, everybody that's passed away you know, man we tip our ass to them The, the that we couldn't save you know, and dude, you Brady, you know what I mean, like, bro, you might have just saved me in a way, you know, so, bro, bro, it's for life, man.
1: Yeah, and listen, man, I will, uh, I will say, too, that, uh, you know, this is full disclosure, no bullshit, Uh, after I got off the phone with you the other day, and I was on the ATV, like, um, this is not the first time it, this has happened uh, in this way, but, uh, well, actually in this way, I guess it has, because I've never done it after a phone call, but I, I get out on the ATV a lot, I don't know if you remember, the, the, I think the very first time we, we talked was for like five minutes, but then I called you later on, or, or the very next morning, and we talked for like an hour and a half, because I was going out on the ATV with Hadley, uh, who, like the, my daughter's three here, and um, so anyways, like I get out on the ATV all the time, and I get on that back trail, and I'll just start fucking screaming and yelling about how grateful I am. I'll be like, thank you. I'm alive. Thank you. I'm like, I have the best life. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, I fucking go mental. Okay. Like, I go crazy because yeah. I just have to scream because I don't know what else to do. Um, and I did that. And I actually went out there and I started crying because, like, I was like, I, I realized that, like you, like, you saying that, like, you just reached out and, like, I could see, I could hear a sense of almost desperation in your voice of like you know that you've been i could just hear that you were tired like almost that you've been fucking fighting a battle for these years and years and years and that you've been looking for something something to connect with something um, to do and like you've been trying and and you said to me you're like I've been trying thinking about doing something just like this and I'm like perfect let's do it like exactly. you know I'm looking for people to join the team and like so like it, it's just all happening for a reason so like as much as it affected you in a positive way I want you to know that I mean it like I I fucking broke down like I cried you could ask Taylor like you know and I I, I, was, I actually had tears in my eyes um, thinking when listening to the intro when I was putting together the intro um, with the music and like so if you listen back to the song uh, by Nifex, uh Never Give Up, the one that I played in the intro. Like I don't usually do that but because it was pretty long, but I, I love that song. If you go back, I'll play it at the end of the podcast to yeah, play it out after the outro. But if you guys listen, that that's actually like the third verse I think I played or whatever But if you listen to the whole song, but especially that verse if you go back and listen to the lyrics It really fucking hits on me talks about being in the studio And I mean the guy the guys obviously talking about writing raps and shit, but I related to being in podcast He's talking about starting a movement and shit So go back and listen to the lyrics and I I, I put it in there. I put it in there specifically for your and I's episode because of our conversations and what we're trying to do and everything. So that is why, and I'll tell you, like I had tears in my eyes when I was doing it. And I'm not just saying that. Like I, I I will remind you and I'll remind everybody listening, I, I'm not a fucking liar. I don't need to lie about anything. If I was going to lie about anything, it would be a lie about shit that I did. I would be covering shit up because I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I don't need to lie to make shit up to make my shit more believable or better stories. I'm trying to hold shit back. So it's like, ooh, like my dad cringes. He's like, Ooh, do you need to say that? Do you need to tell people that? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do. I do. Sorry. Believe it.
3: And that's, and that's the way it is. And you know, Brady, we're alive. We're testimonies that, you know, we, we went from, you know, the, from the juniors up, you know, to, to any level that we've made it to, to just living our dream, what it was. And, you know, the addictions, they, they took over us, man. And, there was nothing we could do man you know we tried hiding it and you know just like probably numerous other people do and even your families and people reach out and they try they know you know but you know when you're ready to do it you know that's when it gets real you know and even when some people are not ready you know i have a lot of friends man you know i i've lost a lot of friends to overdoses and it kills me i've been in jail and I lose them, you know what I mean? You're in there, and something, bang, another friend's gone, another friend's gone, another friend's gone, it's like, what the fuck? You know, and and some of the closest people to me, like, uh, there's a good friend of mine, uh, his name is Bob Fair, you know, he's like a father to me, man, and uh, he he just lost his son to an overdose, Um, you know, and his name was Cody Fair, Um, so, you know, it, it really hits home when when you sit with the parents or, or people that have lost children or it doesn't mean they're adults, but they're still children, two people, and they're gone, man. And, you know, and then it's like, what if, what if? You can't fucking what if. They're gone. You know, and, you know, that's what we, and it's what I want to do is, is help, you know, just save save some people that they don't have to, you know their families don't have to hurt, and man, put them in a box and you know send them off. You know we can build communities in the hockey world is the strongest shit I've ever seen in my life. You know, and it was there for us. You know when we were going. You know what I mean? And and it will always be here for us when we're when we're at this point. You know, and that was hockey has been my my savior. And, and like when I hurt, you know you put your skates on, man. You know like. That's that you did, but and it, and it changed your whole mentality. You know what I mean? Everything, yep. everything just man. Like, you know what I mean? And nothing, nothing in the in the fucking world matters, but you know what I mean? Winning that championship. You know, and there's there's some people out there, like you know, when I, when I play, like fuck, there's some good stories, and you know, but there's some, you know, the real shit. You know, like that. That I truly. I've seen in my career I've been a part of it you know I've been to the jail system you know all that stuff and you know I, I've got some beautiful children and as you know and I see you with your youngster, you know to be real my little boy is watching your little boy you know and he just sat there watching you as I watched you and Man, you know, there's two dudes that are alive, that have been through the shit, that have heard, you know, held shit in them, and and we want to give back. We we don't want to see any more kids or any hockey players or human beings go through this stuff.
1: Yeah, I can't... I, I Seriously, I can't take it anymore. Like, I, something needed to be done, and, and that's, you know, I think everything does happen for a reason. I know people hate... Some people hate that. It's cliches, but listen, if you're listening to this, you're probably a hockey fan, so you're listening... You're used to hearing cliches. Um, so it's all good. But, you know, the thing is, is there is... You know, there's so many people that want to help out there, and it's great, uh, but I don't think there's... You know anything that's really, you know, really something that's set in stone for for all the hockey players that you know they feel comfortable reaching out to. That's for them. That isn't directly related to their uh, you know team. Especially you know when you get to junior, you could be nervous about sharing stuff with your coach or general manager or even your teammates. Uh, so being able to reach out to a third party. Um, can be you know might be able to save somebody's life you know what I mean and, and it makes a big difference it's interesting that you mentioned me putting on my skates again and, and it's funny because that is like the thing that changed everything decided to get me back in the the hockey world again like I was so far removed from it I told you the story the, that crazy story on the phone earlier but that's you know and I don't have time to talk about that crazy story right now but but you know and then putting on my skates but thinking about it now it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I never thought about this. I've never, yeah. So you said that, and then it got me thinking. So like, you know, when you want to change something, you know, I'm, a, uh, I like routine. I think everybody likes routine, and habits are hard to break. So you know, I had the habit of whatever it was, my my drug routine, or, or whatever the case is. You know, waking up and 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 having to do certain things or whatever. Well. I think by putting my skates on, I was had that other routine where that was such a big part of my life. That was my drug for so long. It was, long. Man, it was it. my skates and my stick and everything. <laughs> that as soon as I put my skates back on, it was like, boom, that hit a different part of me where it was like that fulfilled that part where I no longer needed drugs in that sense. It was really fucking crazy. I, I can't explain it. And, and, and when I heard
3: that part of you thing, when, you know, as I'm learning you and paying attention...
1: Now to your recovery,
3: you know, when I heard you say that, man, you're like, you know, like you finally put on your skates and, you know, like the mentality of you, you know, you weren't thinking of fucking smoking heroin or smoking meth or fucking shooting up or anything. You weren't thinking of that. You know, you were thinking of fucking, you know, let's go top shelf or whatever the hell you're, you know, but, and that, that's the root of this hockey community that you know some of these youngsters coming up in in these communities like the Aboriginal communities and stuff like you know we can just get some skates on them man and and some sticks in their hand and you know fucking frozen lake man who knows man so anything man give us just just some water and and a little bit of cold weather and we'll make it happen you know
1: well that's just it right and it doesn't uh, you don't need even a whole lot of gear um you know helmets gloves and stick and a puck let's go um skates right and uh and and you don't even need that you could just play ball hockey if you play ball hockey in the summer you're bringing people together it's a great workout and and you're learning team i think it's you know there's so many different um things that that we can do uh to implement change and to to bring unity and, and uh, bring people together there's just so many different things and i plan on us doing all these things but if anybody listening has any ideas or wants to get involved uh regardless of where you live please reach out like you can e- find me on social media reach out to ashley but you can also email us uh, team at puck t-e-a-m at puck guys um and honestly like don't be scared no idea is stupid Um, We, of course, need... I Listen, I'm not even a beater on the bush. Uh, We need donations. I was trying to not go and ask for donations right off the hop. Um, But uh, there's fees that involve getting incorporated. And I just, you know... So that's something that we're going to... I'm launching a a social media... Like we are launching a social media challenge that I'm going to talk about in in the coming weeks. So that's exciting. But there are so many things. And I just hope that people listening... Um, can get a little bit inspired to to want to take action and be part of the change. Um, because it's great to talk about things but like we can only talk about it for so long before okay we need to start taking some action. Uh, so you know let's make some plans, let's take some action but it can't be just Ashley and me and Dodie and, and Jesse Dudas and, and everybody else we have we need the whole hockey community to get behind this thing uh and and to help implement it because you know the hockey community spreads across you know so many great nations and you know to get into all the different facets of hockey and the different levels it's going to take the entire hockey community so if you're listening and you believe that the hockey community needs something like this please get involved don't be nervous don't be shy uh you know like follow ashley's lead he found my number it's out there pick up the phone call me i'll pick up the num. if i don't pick up it's because i'm usually busy with the kids or doing a podcast or whatever leave me a voicemail but you're probably better off leaving me a text message um because i i very rarely check my voicemail i'm really bad for that um but seriously please guys don't be shy um actually we're going to wrap this up but i mean we're probably going to do this again Like, i mean as soon as i we actually meet in person we'll have to do like a a live in-house pod but is there anything uh that you want to say on on this episode um before we wrap it up uh either to anybody listening uh directly or indirectly to friends family or just anybody that may be listening or is there anything that you want to tell me or or anything that you just want to say ash uh now is your time pal Oh,
3: man, I, Brady, I just want to thank you for you, man. Uh, you,
1: what you're doing,
3: man, is is truly what I've looked for, and it's it's helping me grow even in these couple of days, man. The 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 positive shit that you put in me, man, it's real, um, man. I thank you, you, you're you're amazing, dude, man. I don't know what to say, you know, but but thank you for you know, let me be part of this and, you know, anything you need, man, like I'm serious, man, I'll, I'll help you do anything. I'd like to help bring this, uh, the pocket sports foundation to Edmonton. Um, like we have a lot of, uh, we have a lot of support here in this hockey community here. Um, you know, I want to kind of give a big shout out to, uh, a lead that's uh, trying to, uh, bring a lot of, uh, Aboriginal kids and kids from in different cultures that, uh, you know, that they, they just need a chance, and they want to play some Junior A, and uh, the league is called the GMHL. Uh, you guys can look it up. Um, they're doing some great things there. Uh, I'm personally a good friends with them. Uh, you can look up Ryder Peru there. Uh, he's with the High Prairie Red Wings. It's, uh, they're doing some amazing things, and they're really trying to con- contribute to uh, our Aboriginal communities. um you know, there's a, there's a lot of good people in the, in these communities. Uh, uh, will Willier, will and his uh, law firm? Um, you know, there's so many people in this community that I know. And I believe that, uh, you know, with, with all the help of everybody, you know, we could, uh, get some space on some youngsters and, and get in some grassroots stuff and, you know, give them a chance, you know, so that, uh, you know, maybe they're not, uh, having to go through what, uh, maybe me and Brady went through. You know, yes, it's our choice, but sometimes those addictions, addictions, man, they take over you, man, and it gets real. And, and a lot of stuff comes with that. You know, suicide comes as me and Brady. Look, man, at one point we didn't even care to live, man. You know what I mean? And that's real, you know, and we're here. We get to, you know, see our kids, man, and, you know, our our boys are, you know, that, that's the real stuff coming up is them youngsters as a, us older guys are, you know, we're just kind of a little bit of dust, you know, we're kind of gone, but we're not gone. And I think we can make a, a big, huge impact in, you know, all of Canada, this whole damn world, man. And, you know, give these youngsters and people in the communities, uh, fucking get, get some hockey seats on them, man, and it will truly change their life. And now... The support that's after hockey now, you know, it will change history, you know, that we won't have, you know, people going to jail, people dying, committing suicide, you know, shooting up, doing math, fucking whatever you want to do. You know, that all comes with it. We all know every tough, day, every player that out there that you, you might be holding stuff in. I did too, man you know, and I met Brady, I seen his story, man, and, and it's fucking real, man. And, and, and the conversations I've had with this man, you know, they're real. It's just like, I don't even know the guy really yet. I haven't even shook his hand, but he's a bro to me, you know, and, and that's the hockey world, man. And that's, that's who we are. And, you know, let's, let's give this next generation a, a chance. And, you know, uh, that that's truly what I I really want to accomplish, man, is you know helping, and so they don't have to go through this shit, man, and and you know in, in the end, you know we're all gonna have a big smile.
1: <laughs> Hopefully, I, I my smile comes with some new teeth. Hopefully, the WHL ponies up and pays for my <laughs> teeth here real quick. Yeah. Hey, Greg Gardner, great Gardner, are you listening, bud? please, hurry up, let's go, I, I'm looking pretty, uh, I'm sick of looking like a drug addict uh, when I'm no longer uh, an active drug addict, even though I didn't lose my teeth from, from drugs. Um, you know, it's, I even got a comment from, from a girl about it the other day, some some girl in active addiction who, something happened in town with a, she said, she made a comment about me being a drug addict and I told her I to get Come on, up. we gotta
3: find a dentist, someone give him a nice spread, a red curly white
1: right you would think hey man it'd be a good promo for them i guess they start coming up dentists anybody listening man i need some teeth let's do this oh you're gonna have Uh, to do the terry ryan way take a hammer and smash your teeth out (laughs) well i guess right seriously no uh, doubt you know there's
3: all the guys that i i look and i see man and it's you know terry ryan man big shout out to that dude man like uh what inspiration you are to a lot of us man I've got to, that's the knuckles with you. And, you know, uh, I follow you big time, man. And, uh, you know, it, it's good to see, you know, guys like you, man. And, and, you know, we've, uh, we've got to, you've got to chase me around. We've got to have a few, uh, good fights there. And, you know, uh, I think that's, you know, that's what this brotherhood is about. You know, man, if you, if you fought anybody, everybody, you know, there's been a, everybody's fought everybody. And, you know, there's always someone tougher but when it gets to the addiction it's a tough thing and uh you know you can't do it just by yourself and and that's something that 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 you know everywhere man it's uh it's real and you know we're real hockey players that live through it man and we're alive and you know bro we get to you know we get to enjoy our kids, we get to our family and our friends, like you know, like the support system I've had You know, through my troubles and addictions, like, you know, I've had some friends, man, a couple of buddies, Ryan Rondo, and, you know, some dudes that just really, uh, you know, stuck it out with me, and, you know, a buddy of mine in L.A., Jeff McSpadden, and, you know, there's a lot of good dudes that, uh, you know, through the hockey career that, you know, uh, I know we can all come together in some way, somehow, you know, not looking... For you know, millions of dollars from people. It's just, you know, give us a chance to get maybe some communities going here and and we'll start grassroots and, you know, and we'll build something. And, you know, that's, that's truly, I think, what we're all in this for now after, you know, is to, to give back, you know. And our testimonies, man, bro, like, you know, as we can get into this more as we go in life, and, man, shit, bro. You know what I mean? It's, it's unbelievable, and you know it's an honor to be part of this. And you know, uh, anything you need, man, uh, you know I'll uh, I'll help you in anything I can do, man.
1: All right, Ashley. Thanks so much, man. And uh, I will, you know, I'll probably give you a shout tomorrow. Uh, but anyways, we will uh, we'll talk soon. And, and thanks so much for doing this, man.
3: Yeah, it's all right. Thanks, Brady. I appreciate everything,
1: man. Okay, bud. Have a good night. You too. Wow that is episode 41 big thanks to my new good friend Ashley Langdon listen bud I really appreciate uh, your friendship I really am happy (laughs) beyond words that you decided to pick up the phone and reach out the other day Uh, it not only changed your life it also changed mine and I believe that phone call is gonna change the lives of many other people as well especially the hockey community so thank you Ashley for reaching out and reminding me why I am doing what I am doing Uh, and thank you uh, just for reminding me that you know uh, I wasn't alone in some of the mistakes that I made uh, and that you know it's okay you know and that we can be redeemed myself yourself anybody listening if you've made mistakes you can make good you know you own those mistakes uh, you pay the price some consequences in, in some cases have to be paid Ashley and I had to go to jail uh, a couple times over each and um, it's really unfortunate That's the precious years of our lives that we've lost but I don't look at it that way anymore I look at it as Uh, it's valuable valuable experience gained and because of that experience i am able to help myself and so many other people because of it and i am a better person because of it and listen if i had to go through the things i went through to get where i am right now guess what guys i am so grateful i am so grateful for every experience i've gone through i'm so grateful for everything i've gained i am so grateful for everything that i've lost Because I've learned everything I've learned along the way, guys. And I'm on such a great journey right now. I've never been in such a great place mentally. I'm getting to the place physically. It is a process. But I'm working slowly. And it's been fun, guys. Thank you so much. So much for your support. Especially, I want to give a big thanks. A big, big, big thanks to a friend of mine. A new friend. David Carlson out there also in Edmonton, guys, if you need your skate sharpened, look them out, look them up, snipers, skate sharpening, skate shop, guys, I will uh, post a link here, Uh, David Carlson, my very first patron on Patreon, guys, thank you, David, that really means the world to me. you know, it's not even so much about the the money that you're donating, that you've pledged each month. Uh, As of right now, you're the only one still. But it's not about the money. Yes, I appreciate it. My family appreciates it. It's how I'm going to continue to do the podcast. And I hope to one day to be able to support my family through this podcast, through motivational speaking and all the things I'm doing, because I'm so passionate about it. And I just want to continue to learn and help people. And I hope that's what I'm doing, you know, and I just... I don't really care to make a lot of money. I just want to be able to pay my bills and support my family, and that's it. I just want to live a simple life, and I just and that's it. I'll be fulfilled. I promise. I I've, I've had lots. I've had nothing, and uh, right now I don't have much, and I've never been happier. The only thing I'm missing are my kids, Brooklyn and Brody, uh, and then you know my life will be very very much so complete. It hasn't been easy, but listen, David. Thank you. Uh, It's not about the money. It's about you believing in me and uh, listening to what I'm doing. Um, Your support truly means the world to me. So listen, you're going to be the first one underneath Matt Thompson to go on the Matthew Lashinsky Memorial Wall of Hope in the Matthew Leshinsky Memorial Studio, guys. Um, Really excited to announce that. It's going to be a part of the studio. If you want to support me, you can check me out on Patreon www.patreon.com slash hockey to heroin I have a few different tiers set up guys I'm going to continue to improve them Uh, if you do end up signing up and becoming a patron I promise you, I promise you I will, you know, make it worth it and own everything that I say I'm going to do on there uh, and try to go above and beyond because you guys have no idea how much your support means to me and my family really guys, I'm struggling financially right now But mentally, I am so good, so good. And that really is all that matters. I have the love of Taylor and the kids and my family and so many wonderful friends uh, and supporters uh, and it just means the world to me. So David Carlson, my very first patron, thank you, thank you, thank you. Guys, to everybody that listens and if this is the first time that you've listened, I want to say thank you so much, please, please, please. If you can subscribe and take 30 seconds to rate and review. It may not seem like a big deal, but it makes a world of difference to me for my ratings to get on some pages and all that stuff. You know how the algorithms work. Please, guys, if you liked it, rate and review it. If you didn't like it and you want to rate and review it, give me a bad rating, I guess. I don't know. Just always be honest. If you liked it, share it with your friends and family. But of course, if you didn't, then don't. But I hope you did because I really enjoy doing it. It's always a learning process. It's always an experience. Real big thanks to Ashley Langdon, guys. Quickly before I go, I do want to say that I am still microdosing uh, the psilocybin mushrooms and I feel fantastic, guys. Uh, If you want to know more, I'm going to be sharing more on my Patreon page about that. Uh, If you want to, yeah, check it out. That is where I'm going to be doing a lot more of my stuff, guys. Um, please, please support me. Think about it, At least check it out. Uh, and like I said, if you do, I will be eternally grateful. If you want to look into microdosing, guys, you can check it out on hockey to heroincom I have a, a page dedicated to microdosing uh, that sets up that will take you to microdosemushrooms.com. And if only if you're 19 years and older and only after you've done research and consulted with your doctor, if you decide that it's a good decision for you, you're able to use promo code H2H25 to get 25% off your total purchase at MicrodoseMushrooms.com. Once again, I want to say thank you to Tanner Wilshaw and the guys at Sovereign Extracts. We're changing my life with the great products of CBD, THC drops, all the extract products like Shatter, uh, all that stuff, guys. Check them out, Sovereign Extracts. Uh, And of course, the most important sponsor, the one and only team issued this episode. Episode 41 was proudly brought to you by Team Issued. Limited Team Issued is connecting all walks of life. Team Issued does this by recreating that special feeling of being part of something bigger. A community for all striving towards the same goal. Guys, you can check them out. Teamissued.ca. I just put in another order. Uh, I don't think I'll ever stop. I love their clothes. I'm a walking Team Issued billboard and I'm proud of it. Very happy that you can use promo code TOEDRAG15 to get 15% off your total purchase. You can also follow them on social media at Team Issued Limited. Check them out, guys. If you like snapback hats and workout clothes and uh, men's, women's, kids, you name it, they have a new brand-ish, short for Team Issued, obviously-ish. That is Jesse Paradise's brand, my former teammate with the Kelowna Rockets. Thank you so much for your support, Jesse. Thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. Check it out, teamissued.ca, promo code TOEDRAG15. Please follow me on social media at heroin at pucksport, at Pucks and Plants. Stay tuned for the Puck Support social media challenge slash the hint will be crusade. It will be a crusade. That is the hint I'm giving. Stay tuned, guys. I'm really excited to announce it in the coming days. I think it's going to really make an impact, and I think everyone's really going to enjoy it. Um guys, I'm gonna leave you with this song by one of my new favorite groups, Nefex. This is never give up. Really listen to the lyrics. This one really hits home, and this is my go-to workout song, guys. It really hits home. Uh, it's something that I try to do all the time. Stop right now and be grateful, guys. Be grateful. If you're listening this, you have ears, you're breathing. Be grateful that you're alive and just share that gratefulness. Remind the people you love how grateful you are to have them in your life today. You know, give your loved ones a hug and a kiss. Tell them you love them. You never know what may happen, guys. Cherish every moment. Life is precious. And remember, have a great day, if you so choose.
2: I'm over the prime and moving under my prime Just quit my 9 to 5, I'm rockin', and they watchin' Cause it's shocking. droppin', all these top 10 songs Don't it's time to live my life It's time to live, my die, wish I could slow down time And just enjoy the fun. And I'm the one to get it, bro I swear to God, get it, bro So don't just let me get it Yeah, out. let's yeah. go I'm gone,
0: get it, yeah. yeah, I'm the one to get it, bro I swear to God I'll get it, bruh Hey, I ain't never giving up Shit, yeah, I never give up I got this, man, I got it I will rock when I'm on it Never a it, Got the block, lit, I'm toxic Fitting logic, make a Honest, can I stop this? Never cautious, drop it, I'm the hardest Dark, dark, bitch, I'm the fucking king of rock, bitch Pop it, hot shit Off top, beat I think I'm fucking lost we it back, better back, making racks Where it's my back to the mess Not in act, that's a fact, we attack it a back. don't react, don't react yes? black, nothing's While I does with a jab, Even press, we relance, some the man. Gotta play better than most brains. Goddamn, I'm a rhyme till I die Never lie, that's a lie, I don't I'm the brightest and not that I'm brightest
2: Make it through all this fake shit Living in the real life Living for some real time Talk about the real climb Passionate in real rhymes. Steal time back from my 9 to 5 Taking back my fucking life I just wanna feel alive I'm the one to get it, bro I swear to God, get it, bro So don't just
0: let me get it Yeah, yeah. let's yeah, go I'm gonna get it, yeah Yeah, I'm the one to get it, bro I swear to God, I'll get it, bro. Hey, I ain't never giving up. Said I never give up. Till I make it, motherfucking take it Take it back from these haters Playing tracks for the traitors Got the passion in depths when it happens Factions take actions, drafting their captains It's happening, I'm raising my status Facing the madness, I'm out gaining traction Avoid the distractions, I'm snapping, no captions Attracting reactions, adapting, attacking Commanding the masses, I'm practicing habits I don't fucking ask it, I just fucking grab it I am never static Massively active, expanding Bachelor's, playing into habit So I will go capture it and I'ma stay after it I'm gonna fucking master it Put them on blastin' They will never last it Don't be so dramatic Not my demographic This shit is democratic They vote effects Yeah bitch